This episode of Speak Up Sis podcast is sponsored by Inner Peace Speaks podcast. When you speak your inner peace, that's when you enter peace. Check her out on anchor.fm. Before we begin this episode of Speak Up Sis podcast, hashtag him too, I'd like to give a trigger warning due to some very sensitive topics discussed and information given pertaining to childhood sexual abuse. This is the place where everyday women and men have an opportunity to share their stories to inspire yours. We say what you think no one wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. I'm your host, Angel Charmaine, and tonight I've got another amazing guest for you all. And I'm not just saying that to say it. He is definitely an amazing person, and I believe by the end of this episode, you're going to know exactly why. So let me go ahead and introduce to all of you, Joe Stump. How you doing, Joe? And welcome to Speak Up This Podcast. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to say thank you for giving me this opportunity. This is a uh, great. Um, I just want to tell everybody just a little bit about me real quick. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm 32 years old, 32 years old. Um, I serve in the Colorado national guard as a recruiter. I have been into fitness for, for the last, you know, five, six years. Um, just trying to build overall to be a healthier person. Um, and then I also have been published in a magazine. I do a little, a little bit of modeling and um, I'm just trying to better my opportunities and see where uh, God takes me. That's what's up. So you are a model. Let me let me jump into that right quick. Okay, y'all see that smile? <laughs> <laughs> well, those of you who are listening um, uh, to the audio version of the podcast, how y'all doing? I know y'all can't see this handsome gentleman. However, that's how I actually... I connected with him. I saw him on another show and he was talking about all the hard work that goes in uh, to being this this fitness person and a model and all that good stuff. Uh, And he's known on Instagram as Fit Joe Cole. And um, he's pretty amazing. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all check him out. Uh, but we're not going to talk about modeling tonight, right? We're not going to talk about that. We want to really dig into what what life was like prior, right? The military service member and all these great things. Your life started out a bit rocky. So if you will, please share with the people uh, the beginning. So about... You know, three years old, I never met my, for one, I never met my real father at all. Um, mm-hmm. I've only spoke to him over the phone, a couple, you know, a couple of years before he passed away. But it all started um, with 
my mom and my stepfather at the time. And my stepfather is the one where the sexual abuse actually started. Um, I was about three years old when he um, sexually abused me and uh, was physically abusing me. Um, like one of the stories I can tell you is um, there was a time where I actually peed my underwear and he got so mad that he taught, he threw the underwear threw the internet uh, the underwear in my mouth and threw me into a a barn and I stayed in that barn for hours at a time. He would uh, he would skip he would he would act like he was a bear and slam on the 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 barn doors all the time thinking that a, a bear was going to come and get me all the time. And every time I was, you know, I still would pee my pants and I got scared. So at one point he got so mad that he picked me up and slant. He like slant. It's okay. He picked me up and like slammed me on the ground, and, and that's when the the physical abuse actually started. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like constantly all that time. My mother would try to at the time would tell me to. You know, if I had, she would hide another pair of underwear in the garage because she was afraid of him too, right. and she would she would hide another pair of underwear and would tell me to if I pee my pants or my underwear that to go over there and grab it and hurry up and change before he would come back before he would come back. Right, and that was just the beginning. I mean, he he made he made my sister and I both um, suck on his penis at the time wow. at three three to four years old he would he would sexually molest us all the time and it was just a non-stop where you know he would I would have to st stand up all night long in a corner and and that and you know I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm on the ground because I you know I fell asleep I don't know how I fell to the ground because I just must have been tired but I wake up and then all of a sudden I woke up with my face with his foot smashing me my head into the ground and it was just a non a non a non-stop thing that constantly happened no matter what i would have to go outside run around in the in the winter and and this you know this is back in michigan where winters were brutal back right. then and i had no shoes no just underwear on and i had to run around the house several times before i was allowed to come back in he got taken away because it was reported by a member out in Florida who I used to live with, mm -hmm. but they were not, they were no different than anybody else. Right. And then, you know, I went into the foster care system, only mm -hmm. one foster care home. Right. And it was a, it was a white woman who was overweight and mm -hmm. a black man um, who was overweight too. So before we get into your foster care experience, let me sort of breathe. Uh, let me breathe, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to breathe as well, because this is a very serious um, share that you're doing right now, and um, I want you to take your time, okay? So you were like three years old, you told me. Um, you're with mom. Yes. Um, you got a stepfather who is abusing mom. 
he's abusing you as well as your sister and it's sexual abuse, it's physical abuse. And so now a family member decides they're going to call child welfare service and they Mm -hmm. remove you and your sister out of the home from mom and, um, and this man, correct? Yes. All right. So now about what, how about how old were you when you went into the foster system at that time? Well, so before, you know, because the abuse not was nonstop and the sexual abuse was nonstop at mm-hmm. the house. And we lived in different places all the time. And, and it just constantly happened at, you know, at such a young age. Right. Um, I actually went to go live with my aunt and uncle out in Florida, my mom's uh, sister. Mm-hmm. And so we lived at me. I don't, I can't remember how long I lived out there. But all I can remember is me and my sister was stuck living in a bedroom the whole entire time we were there. We didn't. Wow. We weren't allowed to play. We weren't allowed to go outside. We weren't allowed. We eat what they gave us, mm-hmm. and then we went back to my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my stepfather he already killed himself in prison, in jail. Because he knew he was get he was going to be sentenced. He was being right. he was being charged. He didn't actually get charged for any of the sexual stuff. He was charged for for other things, and I'm not sure what they actually right. were at that time. Um, but he uh, he actually killed himself, and then by the time I came back, my mom was already with a new man. When I got back, it was probably about three or four days later uh, that we were taken. And I believe, I want to say I was about six years old at the time Okay, is when I got actually put into the foster care system. Okay. And that was, I can remember. About, about six years old. So before we continue with this, um, I want to say for those of you who may be watching, feel free to put your comments. If you have questions, you can place them um, in the chat as well. You know, I will address them as I see them. Um, But tonight, this is one-on-one with Angel, and I am talking to Joe Stump um, about his experience as a man who was sexually abused as a child. And the reason I wanted to talk to Joe about this is because, one, oftentimes when we think about children being sexually abused, we think of girls. We think of little girls being abused by men. Um, you know, or sometimes we think maybe little boys being abused by women. Um, but the truth is, is that there are many men who are walking around every single day with the trauma of childhood sexual abuse, um, that no one knows about and that they are afraid to discuss because of the stigma behind, um, boys being, sexually molested and abused as children. And to couple this, not only did this take place in his home, but also in the foster system. And, and that is a, that's another topic that we definitely need to dig into um, at some point, the foster care system and what happens to children who are supposed to be being protected. Um, and yet they're, they're, you know, they're having the same type of abuse that that they had when they you know weren't in the system. 
Um, so I wanted to make sure that Joe had a safe space in order to share. All right. So let's go into the foster care system and, and trust I'm holding back some tears too, Joe. You're not the only one I'm sitting here. Like this is, yeah, I may put a trigger warning on, on the top of this one. Um, but you have the floor. So you go into the foster system and you've got this white woman and you got a, a black man, a biracial foster, um, home and were there other children in the home so before i went into them i probably went into like i want to say eight different foster care homes in less than a year oh wow um nobody wanted nobody wanted wanted me and then then yet i went into the that family's house and yes there were other children there um, some of them were already adopted and some of them were foster care kids, but I was probably one of their first actual foster kids. The other ones were, I believe, were already adopted by the time I got there. Um, actually, me and my sister both were at that foster care home for several, I want to say a year maybe, and then she, or less than a year for her, and then she, she went somewhere else, but I stayed in that home. Um at first, everything sounded good at, at first with that family, mm-hmm. but then here, then it came to the actual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't matter what I did or what I said, I would get, I mean, I got beat with everything. We're, I pots, pans, brooms, splice waters, the wooden, mm-hmm. everyone knows about the wooden, spo- the wooden spoons and the wooden forks that were always hanging on the wall. Um, I had those. I've had a hammer thrown at me. I've had hot water th- uh, thrown out at me. Um, I mean, whatever. I mean, they would have their their own kids that they adopted to beat me. Um, it was just a, a nonstop thing with them. Um, but the, the woman, um, she was the one that was the worst. Mm-hmm. Whatever she would get with and she would beat me with, that's what she would beat me with. So fly swatters were the number one things. And if everybody doesn't know, a plastic fly swatter does not feel good when it leaves a, that red welt mark on you. Right. But Destin takes care of everything, it seems, because that's exactly what they would use to hide the bruises, to hide the, the marks, was Destin. Um, the foster dad... You know, and I'm just bringing it up just a little bit, but I'll go into detail about some of the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, the The foster dad, he would wake me up in the middle of the night while everybody was sleeping, and he would watch porn. And he would bring me into his lap, and I was, you know, but bare naked, right. sitting on his lap. He would fondle me. He would make me have to fondle him. He would make me have to uh, suck him, whatever it was, be, do. And if I didn't do it, he would ch- he would literally choke me. Wow. Um, and that was non. That was a lot that happened with him. And but I was afraid of this family. I was afraid right. to speak up because anytime they would beat me or if I tried to say, tell, they told me that they would kill me and they would bury me in their backyard and nobody would ever find me. That's one thing I was going to ask. Like, don't you have a 
caseworker or someone who's responsible for checking on you and making sure that you're okay. So did this person show up, come around? Did they not notice anything different about you or anything? So she knew. She knew what was going on. She chose to not do anything. Gotcha. I will at one point, which um it was a little bit later on, I was gonna say, but she I told her once mm-hmm. I was called a liar. I was called that that I'm lying and that's not what's happening, yada yada yada. And she told the family that I told. Oh and well, I can tell you that that day was not a good was not a good day for me when I got back. Um, it, you know, I was also the, with this family starving. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't get I didn't get to eat a lot. I got a half a bowl of cereal, and it was Cheerios every single day. Cheerios, half a bowl with a little bit of milk. Right. Um, dinner. I mean, lunch would be a little sandwich. Once it would only be one sandwich, peanut butter with maybe butter on the other side of it, mm-hmm. maybe a one hot dog or something like that. Right. Um, no, I mean water. I had we had a, I had to drink water out of a faucet from outside. That's where right. I had to get my water from. It was I wasn't allowed to get anything else. No juice, no 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 soda, nothing like that. I was not allowed to have those type of things. Um so I would steal. Right. That was, that was my biggest thing. I in there were times, you know, I, I got caught for stealing, mm-hmm. but I was hungry. I would always go in the fridge when they were not paying attention. I would go, I knew where all their snacks were. Mm-hmm. I knew where all it was. There were times I never got caught. I mean, I would stick bread in my pants. I would stick candy. I would stick ice cream, snacks, anything in my pants and hurry up and get outside before they would catch me. Right. And so there are times that I did get caught. Well, I felt the pain of that. Right, you know, getting beat with a broom for ten minutes straight, fly swatter for ten minutes straight, or make me go stand in the corner and every time they walk by, slam my head into the corner. Wow. Or if they wanted to, just because I looked at them or I asked a question, there we go. I'm getting beat. And a lot of people don't know is I didn't really have like Christmas or birthdays, or anything like that. I was not allowed to celebrate that stuff. I had to watch everybody else celebrate the holidays while I get while I got nothing. So Even were when, you the only foster child they abused, or were other children abused in the home as well? There was other foster... There was one other kid that was in there that he did get adopted by them, even though he didn't want to get adopted. Right. And that was the one I was... Um, he, he actually went to prison. He's out of prison now. Mm-hmm. But, yes, he was – they abused the crap out of him and sexually abused him just as much as me. But we were the number one, two people of all the kids that got abused. Nobody else was really abused. And I, But there was one other girl, one little girl, and two – she was a little bit older, um, probably four or five, and that man molested her. Wow. And – and same thing, there was like, I was, the girl, there's a girl, two years old. Her name was Olivia. And I can, that's, I can, I can still remember her name. She was autistic, red hair, two years old, a little overweight. And she would always reach for people's food 
but she was hungry. She was autistic. She didn't understand. Mm -hmm. The woman and the man would always smack her hand and beat her hands or smack her feet. Right. Because she, if she would stomp, mm -hmm. they would smack her feet with a flash water. Right. And being like, I couldn't do nothing because if I did something, I'm going to get it 10 times worse. Right. And you're a and child. I just, you're yes. a child. You're, 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 you were a little older than Olivia, but you're a child as well, as well. So that's a lot. And I'm sure that is only, that's not even scratching the surface because we talked about some other things that, yeah, and we got 30 minutes. This, it, people, it is time for us to begin to stop pretending like these things aren't happening. It is so important that we begin to listen to the stories that people have to share. We need to begin to listen to not only women, not only, you know, little girls, but there are boys out here who are suffering. There are little boys who are dealing with the same types of trauma that little girls are dealing with. We have got to stop this. This is a girl thing and only girls can be sexually abused. Only girls can be raped. Only girls can know boys and men have very similar and sometimes worse things to happen to them as well as children and as teens. But Joe, clearly you're here with me and we're talking and you survived it. How? When did you have the opportunity to get out? Um, and 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 how how did that happen? Okay, so uh, I was gonna say a, just one more thing huh? too. Like, um, even as a kid, um, a lot of people didn't know this either. But I was tied up as tied up with when I go to bed, my hands and feet were tied like a pig every single night. I slept on the floor every single night. So imagine waking up and your hands are swollen and you think that your hands are about to fall off because they take stay ties and tie your, tie your hands together behind your hands and feet and you can't move. And that's how you're sleeping for nine hours, 10 hours of the whole entire night. And that was a constant, constant thing. I mean, I hung, my hands hung from the ceiling at night so the man could molest me. Um, but what, what got me into being able to is, you know, I was asked if I wanted to be adopted by this family. And I said, no. Now, at, even at school, like, I had teachers that wanted to adopt me because mm -hmm. I never told them what happened, but they felt like something was happening, but I called them, no. I, said, I would say, I, I told them I will call them liars. I yeah. said, I would tell them, people that I didn't tell you guys that you're lying. Um, and a lot of those things like that. But I wasn't a chance where they asked if I want to be adopted from this family. And I said, no, I don't want to be adopted. And I got into a family, um, it, a foster family, not a fa no, foster family, adopted family. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. um, and then I went into another one and it really worked out. But two months, in two months into there, I got, got in trouble. I, cause you know, for someone that nobody loved, no, nobody loved me. And I didn't know how to love back. They loved me so much that they were giving me a whole bunch of stuff and I didn't know how to handle it. 
Okay. So I got in trouble. I got in trouble at school. I got kicked out of the school. Um, I would put holes in this family's walls. I would break their stuff. I would break everything in the house. And then they were like, they couldn't do it no more. So they put me into a lockup facility. Mm. I stayed in that place for a little bit. Then I went back to that family. They allowed me to live with that adopted family one more time. Mm -hmm. And that didn't work out. I went, so they took me, they removed me from that family. And then I went back to the family that abused me. They brought me back there and they told me I was not, they told me I was only going to be there for two weeks. Mm -hmm. It ended up me being there a lot longer. So I got to the point where I was like, it's either me defending myself uh -huh. or I'm going to keep on dealing with the pain. Okay. So at one point, the f mother comes upstairs and she smashes my radio system that I got from the doctor family. Uh huh. So the next time she came upstairs and I said, I told her, if you ever, t you ever put your hands on me again, I will kill both. I told them both. I will kill you both in your sleep. You will never know. And they were, they were scared and they, and, um, she came upstairs one day because she was like, what did you tell me? And I said, you heard exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. She came upstairs. I pushed her down the steps mm. and that's what, and I ran, I ran away the very, I ran away for the first time. Right. The police officer saw me. He asked me what happened. I says, I'm just walking around. I'm taking a walk. Mm -hmm. He brings me back to the family. All of a sudden they are want to be nice to me. Right. Then the very next day, things change. I wake up, and he's. I, w I wake up to getting punched right in the face, and um. Then he tied. Then he tied me. Then he tied me up, and I stay like that until the mor until the morning. And then, um, while while he untied me, every time he punched me, every time he was trying to. Um, take the stay ties and cut them. And he kept on punching me every single time. And from that, I ran away a second time. And this time I said, the officer said, I'm taking you to jail. I said, thank uh, Yeah, you can take me. I don't want to come back jail. here again. Wow. And I, and I thought I was going to jail, but I wasn't going, I didn't go to jail. I went back there and then he said, is everything I said? I said, no, don't ever let me go back to the family. Mm -hmm. They're not good people. And they put me into an, um, a good foster home that I really, really liked. But again, I said I was only allowed to be there for two weeks, and then I got put back in placement. Then I was able to go back to that foster care, that foster care family. But again, it just did not work out because right. I start. They started doing nice things for me. They started loving me, but I could I didn't know how to love back. Right. I just didn't under didn't understand how to do that. So I got kicked out, mm -hmm. and then from like fifteen to eighteen, I got put in juvenile detention. And they asked me if I ever want to go back to foster care. And I said, no, mm -hmm. I feel safer in the, I feel safer in the lockup facility. Wow. So you, so in essence, you ended up aging out of the system um, mm -hmm. and, and starting your life um, at that point. And listen, this has been so full. Um, I probably should have, done an hour-long segment with you just because there's so much to oh, unpack. Yes, there is um, a lot more I wanted to say, but it's like But time. listen, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna say. This is what I'm gonna say to you. 
um, because for those of you who are watching and listening, um, Joe is new at sharing his story. And remember at the beginning when I said he's an amazing person, um, I meant that because through all of the childhood sexual abuse, and you all have heard just a little bit um, of his story, he is um, a military service person, right? He is a an internationally published author. He has Mom. made, excuse me? Model. My, what did I say? Author. Author, because of published, because of published. <laughs> but model, excuse me, I'm an author, but you're a model. Okay. And he, he made it out. And so I'm honored that you say yes to coming here to share your story, but there's so much more and we didn't even get an opportunity to really unpack it. So I, I'm going to extend an opportunity for us to do a part two and we can actually discuss what life was like aging out of the system. And you can sort of walk everybody through how you were able to keep your mind solid, keep your heart good. Cause we talked about the fact that you had to get to a place of forgiveness. So although we don't have the time to, to do it tonight, I invite you back. If you, if you would like to come Absolutely. back, thank you and share um, your part too. And um, I'm just going to say it with everybody listening. If you need assistance uh, with sharing, with learning how to step into this place of advocating for yourself and advocating for others and all that good stuff, I am a resource and I extend that to you. And, um, and we're going to have you back on Speak Up Sis podcast so that you can uh, share the remaining part of your story but before i let you go because we are we're at 8 30 and i know gary is like hurry it up um, <laughs> i would like for you if you don't mind um really quickly to share um a bit of hope for people who are listening who may have gone through that type of trauma who may be going through something of that nature do can you share something with them that will give them That's some cool. hope to hold on Yes. Um, I just say it's life can be difficult and sometimes you're given the wrong cards, but it takes, you have to become very strong and you have to speak about what happened to you because the only way that you're going to be able to move on is speak about it. And it takes a strong person to be able to speak about it and let the world know because that's the, that's the way it's going to help. And you know, one of the things I've always looked at is I didn't want to be a statistic. I chose not to be a statistic. I got the help that I needed, and I told myself I'm going to keep pushing through and and do whatever I can um, to become a better person. And that's what I basically have done. And I one of my things is I don't live in the you cannot you cannot live in the past. Okay, the past is the past. We live in the to live our future. You can't allow the past to dictate your future. Because if you do, then you won't be able to live your future out and you won't be able to pursue 
what you want to pursue and what you were supposed to pursue in your life because you don't know what it was. Maybe it is something that, that you should be doing. It's one of those things that if you think about it and it's something that you want to do, you should be doing it. Excellent. Thank you so much um, for the words of wisdom. Thank you. And that smile. Um, I bless God that you can still smile. Um, thank you so much for joining me thank tonight, you. Joe. This has this has been something else. I'm just blessed and honored to be able to help you to get out there and share your story. Because what we do know is that those of us who do trust God and we do believe that he is God, we know that all things work out for our good, even though they may not have been good. He just reroutes things so that they work out for our good. And um, it's good to see that you're doing beyond good. You're doing excellently right now. And with that, everyone, I'm going to say good night to you all. I thank you so much for joining us tonight for uh, Speak Up Sis podcast, one-on-one with Angel, with Joe Stump. Y'all listen, you got to open your mouth and share your story. It is necessary. Your story may be the breakthrough in someone else's life. And with that, you all have a beautiful evening. And until next time, bye. Thank you for listening today to Speak Up Sis podcast. I invite you to visit me online at speakupsis.com and subscribe to receive updates on future Speak Up Sis podcast episodes. Also, I'd like to thank our generous supporters. You all help make it possible for me to continue to create this safe space for everyday people to share their stories, to inspire the stories of others. If you're listening and you'd like to support Speak Up Sis podcast, click support in the app or visit speakupsis.com to make a one-time contribution. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So until next time, open up your mouth and speak up.